And welcome back, Fourth and Long fans. It's your footy correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess, here back with our finals preview here and today ladies and gentlemen i have a very special guest if you saw our aflw season preview back again miss fiona newton from chicks talking footy down in melbourne fee how are you doing today i'm very well thanks donnie it's always a pleasure to be chatting aflw with you i feel like i'm the bookends of the season the beginning in the beginning in the end i i, I thought it was i thought it was talk. a I thought it was a perfect little addition there when when I reached out to you. I thought well, I thought why not? She she helped do the pre she helped do the preview. Let let's get let's get her on for the finals preview <laughs> and talk the finals. I thought it was a perfect little addition to this year. Let's hop right into it. The last time that we met, I had my friend Sam here and we went through the finals. So if you don't mind, let's go. We'll go a couple weeks back. We'll go to the court to the qualifying finals. First game of the qualifying finals would be Melbourne hosting the Frio Dockers down at Casey Fields, the blustery Casey Fields out in the middle of nowhere, and the Melbourne Demons find a way to get it done, 40-23, to a 17-point win by Mm. the Demons. Miss V, what are your thoughts on the Demons finding a way to knock off who, when we talked earlier this year, was one of the teams we saw as a flag favorite? Absolutely. Uh, The, well, I think the Demons are very hard to beat down at Casey Fields, so to give you a perspective, Casey Fields is kind of way out in the outer suburbs. Like you have to drive down a dirt track to get to the ground. And um, it's very, very windy as a result. Some of our suburban grounds, you know, they don't have the grandstands built up. So there can be a big wind factor. And Casey Fields is very much known for its wind. And I think the Demons just knew how to, to play there much better than the Frio Dockers. So the Dockers were goalless for the whole first half for a, for a champion team like them to be held without a goal for, for an entire half uh, says a lot. And, um, you know, I really felt for the, for the Dockers because it really did look like last season that they were, you know, they were, they were, um, they had won every game last season. We were heading into the finals and they really looked a chance to take a premiership and, kind of felt like they'd been robbed again from from this loss. Uh, Kiara Bowers, who's been absolutely outstanding all season, she, um, I don't know if you saw the interview of her after the game, but she said um, her heart was still, her heart was broken and it was still left out there on the field somewhere. So uh, yeah, tragic loss for them. Yeah, I heard that interview, the raw emotion, and I love the passion on that, and I completely understand it. I mean, I think we've all had that opportunity where you give everything and you just fall a little bit short. I completely agree with you. I mean, they play Casey Field so well, and mm. Melbourne's been the hottest team for the longest time. I mean, going into those last three games, I I didn't see a way for them to, to stay in the finals hunt, and they find a way to win, find a way to win, find a way to win, and they get in. And another big win for them. I'm super happy for the Demons. I don't know if you've listened to any of my previous shows, but I've I've become a card-carrying member of the Lily Mithin fan club. Oh, no. um, so I've been kind of I've been kind of semi semi um, supporting the Melbourne Demons a little bit because I love watching Lily Mithin play. Um, it was it was so hard to see Daisy not playing, Daisy Pierce not playing for for Melbourne, but her her girls get them on to it to the next round. We will we will chat how they do in the next round here in just a tiny bit. 
will shoot over to Victoria Park in an absolutely epic game here. Collingwood finds a way oh. back out north, 50 to 44, a six point win. I mean, this was an epic, epic game of footy. It really was. And look, um, you know, the Kangaroos finished uh, sixth in the finals race. So they only just scraped into the finals series. Uh, but their, their coach at three-quarter time just said, we deserve to be here. You've mm-hmm. got to make it happen. Um, but they, and they, were four, they went into that final quarter with 14 points ahead. It really looked like they'd kind of sealed it or, you know, it wouldn't have taken much for them to seal that game. But they did not score at all in that final quarter. Uh, Collingwood just held them right down defensively. So good on Collingwood for getting through that game. Collingwood have been a bit of a surprise bag this year and almost finished as minor premiers or were on top of the ladder for, for a few rounds of the season as well. So they've been one of the most improved teams this year. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I kept an eye on them all year. I love Ru- Ruby Slicer in the back was an absolute gun almost all year. She shows how she why she is a, a good chance to be an All Australian this year. But um, man, Collingwood is so much fun to watch, and they're so so tough defensively. They crack down, and, and a North Melbourne team that has so many superstars. Um, this really was going into this finals. Every single team had a chance to win the flag if they got the right mood going. Mm. So, so I, I have to say that the final starts off with a bang with a couple of really good games. Let's jump now to last week's preliminary finals. We'll hop over to Adelaide where the Adelaide Crows, just the constant of finals footy, pulls off the win, beating Melbourne 33 to 15, a six and 18 point win. And the Crows find themselves in another grand final. Yeah, it's interesting actually because they're they've, they're in their third grand final and uh, they've been in every second year, mm-hmm. so 2017, 2019, and and 2021, and then Brisbane have also been in three grand finals now, but they haven't won one yet. So it's uh, definitely going to be a, a tight competition. Um, but yeah, the the preliminary finals, what games they were, um, they were just absolutely fantastic games on the weekend uh, i i was hoping i have to admit donny being a melbournian that uh, the Mel- the melbourne teams would get through because then the the grand final would have been played at the mcg, MCG. and uh, you know that would have meant that we could all well go to the game and um, you know be, be part of all the pre-game functions and all that sort of thing that would go along in victoria but uh, it's going to be played at the adelaide oval yet again but look, last time they got a crowd there of 53 plus thousand people mm-hmm. at that ground. I would expect they would break that record if they're allowed with capacity with COVID. But I, I assume they are. Um, they, I think they would break that record. Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. They can get as many into that ground as possible. And, and to see Mel, to see Adelaide bounce back against Melbourne after being beaten down at Casey Fields earlier this year, and, and really their their superstars just came to play. Phillips, Hatchard, all of that. Uh, it just, mm. I mean, the Crows just they have just so much class on mm. that team. They're they're just so difficult mm. to beat. And I, I felt so bad for Daisy Pierce not being able to get her knee right to be able to play in that. It, it was yeah. But I'll cross my fingers she'll be good to go next year. I, well she's she's talking about playing again next year. So mm. um which is exciting for the comp. She certainly hasn't retired. 
But um, yeah, tragic end to the season for Melbourne. I think, I don't know if you remember, Donny, but when we were talking to Bree, mm -hmm. we were talking with Bree at that preview as well, another chick from the team. Uh, you know, we, we basically written Melbourne off mm -hmm. as a contender. Uh, we thought they'd lost a couple of key players uh, with O'Day and a, a couple other people during the, the pre-season. Um, but they they surprised us as well. So, yeah, sad that their season's ended. I think any of those four teams deserve to be in the grand final, but Adelaide were the ones that, that got through. Yeah, and, and, the, and the best part for Melbourne is that they've just got so much young talent. I mean, Eden Zanka is an absolute superstar. Mm. She's going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, I, I just I cannot wait to watch this demon demons team next season. I think they're going to be right there in in the hunt again. Get a couple of draft picks, maybe maybe make a move. And Melbourne will definitely be a, a chance next year. And and who knows how this Adelaide team will look after this year? I mean, is there a possibility this could be Aaron Phillips's last game? I mean, we we just yeah. don't know. I I think that yeah, I would I would assume that if Adelaide won, it would be. Mm -hmm. That would be my, that'd be my guess. But look, you never know with players like Erin Phillips. I mean, she's, she's been the one player that's been a full-time professional athlete. Uh, and so exciting to see, I, I guess, where athletes in football can go mm -hmm. if, if it's their full-time profession. Uh, but it would be sad to, sad to see the end of Erin Phillips. She's been a champ from the start. But um, Donnie, that Brisbane uh, Collingwood game. I'd have to say it was one of the best games of the season. It was just absolutely phenomenal. Either either of those teams deserved to win it, but gosh, um, Brisbane Brisbane came through with the with the goods in the end. Yep, they just had just a little bit too much for Collingwood there late. I, Collingwood was was so good during the season, but Brisbane just was had just enough of a foil. I completely agree with you. I watched this game. I, I absolutely loved watching it. I was I was on the edge of my seat for the yeah. entire fourth quarter because you just didn't <laughs> yeah. know who was going to come out with it. But Brisbane just they hit just the right time, and, and you got to say I, I've heard it said before is if you look at the score seven three six five. I mean one goal for Collingwood, one behind goes for a goal for Collingwood and Collingwood's going over to, Ad and Collingwood's going mm. over to Adelaide to play in the grand final. So, so it, it just, it shows you the fickleness that footy can be. Collingwood was so good all year long. They didn't get beat until Brisbane late in the year. So it, it, it is kind of, it's kind of a, shall we say a lackluster end to their season for, for such a great year that Collingwood had. But again, they're, they're a lot like Melbourne. They got a lot of young superstars. Ruby Slicer has a breakout season. Chloe Malloy is still there in the front. Who's absolutely electric. Yeah, She's a gun Chloe they, Malloy. They still have Tarny, Tarny Brown, who, who's going to grow into that. They've got so many superstars. Collingwood will be, will be up there again next year. I cannot wait. But we have we, we we have to do it before we go to the grand final, the forty woman squad for the all Australian has come out, and I have to say, it's a very very elite list. But here's the one thing I have to say, Fee, whoever is choosing the midfielders for this particular <laughs> team, I I I feel for you because. Just looking at this midfield list, I mean, I don't know how you're going to be able to get six or seven names because there are some absolute superstars on this list. I mean, can you, do you envy these, these all Australian selectors from this 40? 
down oh, to yeah. 22. Yeah, well, they did get it down to 22. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's such an uh, elite list. I mean, Collingwood, as, as we've just been talking about, I mean, Collingwood have got, um, I think they ended up with five. So they've got Stacey Livingston, Chloe Malloy, Brittany Benici, Bree Davey, who's just been absolutely outstanding, like consistently getting over mm-hmm. 30 touches a game. And um, Ruby Sleicher, they've just got an incredible uh, list there and they certainly dominated the All-Australian uh, list. Adelaide, surprisingly, only ended up with one, Erin Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so down in the, in the 22. But um, the Western Bulldogs, Ali Blackburn, she had an outstanding mm-hmm. season as well. Uh, although the Bulldogs sort of peaked in the middle, but then dropped off at the end of the season, I felt. Uh, and Isabel, Isabel Huntington, I mean, she's just been outstanding as a forward for for um, for the Western Bulldogs. Uh, but yeah, so Geelong didn't end up with, with anyone in their team. They had a very disappointing season, Geelong. Mm-hmm. And the Gold Coast as well, but they did end up with Lauren Arens in the in the All Australian. Um, and that's good for her. I, mean, I think it's always good to try to get at least one from each team. I know in the in the forty woman roster that that Geelong did get Meg McDonald. Yes, that's defender, right. But it's unfortunately with with their record and the way kind of the season, it doesn't surprise me that the the twenty two is you're going to see a couple of teams not make it there, but it was just looking at the 40 woman roster originally. I'm just like, how are you going to break this down? The it was absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I, I was trying to do it myself. And I was like, man, I want to put a couple of these midfielders at the forward to the defense just to get them all in. Cause it was like, just a bit of a Saturday afternoon activity for you, Donnie. Oh man. It, it, would, <laughs> it would have been just, just being able to play with the magnets. I mean, it, as, that's a coach's dreams to be able to, to go, okay, can I put this person here? So that would have been a lot of fun, but it would have been a real headache for that, for that all Australian group, for sure. That that would have just, oh man, there would have been some, some very good discussions. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that one. Yeah. Well, um, the the other person that got um, selected was Darcy Vesco. She was the Mm -hmm. first player to score a hundred points in a AFLW season. Now we are playing two more rounds it used to be seven rounds. It's now nine rounds. So this season has extended. Um, and she kicked 16 goals and four behinds during the season. Unfortunately, that didn't translate into Carlton's success during the, during the year. But um, what a great personal achievement for Darcy Vesio. Yeah, great, great for her. Yeah, I completely, Carlton was kind of one of those teams that they just, they kind of underachieved this year, unfortunately. They oh, just, absolutely. They got off to such a, uh, such a bad start losing the, the first couple of games and they they were just kind of fighting the rest of the year, uh, unfortunately for them. But they've still got, they've still got a lot of super talent there. Another team to keep an eye on. Real, real quick, since we have the opportunity, um, any favorites for who you think is going to take home the best and fairest for the AFLW this year? Yeah, well, I think there's two outstanding players that will um, pretty much be in contention for is Kiara Bowers mm-hmm. from the Fremantle Dockers and Bree Davy from Collingwood. Mm-hmm. I can't see that it wouldn't be one of the one or both of them, if you like, mm-hmm. um, that would win win the award. So the, the awards are going to be announced on or held on the 20th of April 
I believe, and they have a coral carpet instead of a red carpet event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I, I um, Beck Dahl and I from our show, we uh, did some reporting at the first ever AFLW Awards. And uh, what was really lovely that we don't see in the men's is that, uh, you know, the, a lot of the female players had female partners and they were mm-hmm. able just to walk in hand in hand, get their photo taken in front of the big sponsorship boards. And, uh, you know, the first awards obviously were the time that Erin uh, Phillips also kissed her wife when she won the award, which is just something that, you know, was groundbreaking at the time because, mm-hmm. you know, we'd never see t- we've never seen two men, um, you know, rock up to the, to the AFL awards. So, it, yeah, it was a very significant night in that way uh as well but um we'd expect to see you know all the stars there but uh yeah i think it'd be those two those two that um that's where i'd put my money that's for sure well great minds must think alike because i'm i'm the exact same way i i had i had care care of is is my, is my most likely favorite but i i have a sneaky feeling brie davy is going to be there she's, she's going to be close I, i'm very interested to see how how some of the umpires go with some of those games, especially as as dominant as Carl as Collingwood was early in the year, um, we'll, we'll definitely have to see come the later part of the season whether she retains some of the votes uh, for sure. So let's let's mm. get into it. We, we we've delayed it as far as we can. We have to do it. Grand final, Adelaide Oval, Adelaide v Brisbane. Who do you think? is going to take home the Ooh. flag for AFLW season five. Uh, look, I, I would hate to put my money anywhere with that one, but mm-hmm. the only reason I would tip Adelaide is because it's being held at Adelaide Oval and you know, home team advantage. But I have to say, one of the things that Brisbane are very good at is winning on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're playing interstate teams, they've been very good at, at um, just still coming through with a win and uh, the home the home side advantage hasn't been there but I think it's going to be an amazing game we're, we're going to be watching at a sporting bar which is about a kilometer from the MCG so uh, certainly be well in the thick of things but uh, yeah gosh I, I think it's going to be a great game I'm very excited two o'clock Saturday in Melbourne time or Australia time mm-hmm if I remember correctly, it's 11, I think it's going to be 11, 10 my time here in Central. So I have to debate if I want to go to bed and wake up for that because then directly after that is my swan as my swans play at the one uh, one thirty five a.m game so i'm debating if i want if i want to nap before or if i want to watch the game on tape delay i think i'm going to nap before because i really want to watch this grand final live because i, I think yeah. the ladies deserve the ladies deserve me to A-log watch it live viewing. i cannot wait i i really want to um for me i'm i've said it several times uh, this season and, and it and is so true it is so hard to tip against a team with aaron phillips on it it really yes. is because when a team needs that one person that can grab the team and put them on their back and drag them to victory she is one of the few in the aflw that i sit here and go she's going to do it and it's so hard to tip against her. I completely agree with you. Like, I think Brisbane comes out, and I think the first five minutes of this 40 game, who gets on top first? Because if Brisbane, Brisbane can keep the crowd quiet and on their hands a little bit, 
I think Brisbane takes a little bit of momentum through it into the in through the rest of the first first quarter. If Adelaide gets up on top, gets a goal in the first five minutes, and keeps the crowd in the game, that helps Adelaide get some momentum. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it rattles Brisbane a little bit because I agree with you. I think there's going to be a massive crowd. I think they're going to try to they're going to try to pack that place as much as they possibly can to help the Crows because it just is such a good environment. So if Brisbane can keep mm. the crowd out of it, I think Brisbane has a chance. If Adelaide gets over early, I think Adelaide, Adelaide can win this one going away because if Brisbane gets rattled sometimes, their goal kicking can sometimes kind of fade a little bit. So we'll have to well, see. Well, one interesting thing, Donnie, is um, Chelsea Randall, their captain, the mm-hmm. Adelaide captain, has uh, been ruled out right of out. the game because mm-hmm. the AFL have brought in new protocols that if there is a concussion, uh, they have to stay out of play for 12 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea Randall was taken off the ground uh, last week against Melbourne because mm-hmm. she had experienced concussion. So she actually can't play because of that new rule, which is cruel in some ways. But uh, I don't know if, you know, there, there's different protocols around concussion happening in sports in America. But uh, we've now instigated, uh, you know, a, a 23rd medical, a 23rd player mm-hmm. in, the, in the men's team for a medical uh, sub so that there's you know less motivation for teams to just play mm-hmm. people if it's a close game and put them at risk. Uh, we've had some male players actually suffer greatly um, from concussions and commit suicide recently. So mm-hmm. we wanted to. The AFL has been very motivated to do something about that. So we're being very very they're being very very strict. But it has meant that Chelsea Randall can't play in the grand final. So. Yeah, I, I saw I saw that. I was keeping an eye on that, and and, and like, that's, oh. that's absolutely <laughs> devastating. But in the long run, her health her health is far more important than one footy game. I, I mean, I know the 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 tunnel vision now is is that oh, no, it's could play. But I mean, I I would feel horrible if they let her play. She takes a good knock. And then she loses her career out of this. Yeah. It's like, I, I understand the right here and right now. I really, really do. But in the long run, her health is much more important. Again, unfortunately, these women are not full-time professional athletes. They are somewhat semi-pro. I don't agree with it. I, I really want them to be full-time pro because I think the game will only be better if, if these girls are allowed to train full-time. But mm. unfortunately, her health has to be the number one yeah. thing you have well, to think about and i know it's cruel to say it and i know it's She's... absolutely devastating but it but i think when she looks back at it if her team wins the grand final and she misses it i think she'll be okay i i really don't want i really want her to be healthy more than anything yeah well um She's, uh, we had Chelsea actually on our show two or three weeks ago, and she's just the most lovely, uh, you know, incredible person and great leader as well. So she'll certainly have a role to play, Mm -hmm. but um, it is heartbreaking. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. It's the right thing to do, but Mm -hmm. it's certainly heartbreaking that she'll miss the, um, miss the grand final. But the other exciting thing is um, we've got some great entertainment happening. A performer called, I don't know if you've heard of G Flip, but um, a well-known Melbourne musician and artist will be performing at the game, a massive Collingwood supporter. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a great game. They're, gonna, they're going to sing the national anthem, but also um, 
do the welcome to country as well, mm -hmm. have the welcome to country. So uh, the AFL and AFLW have been really good at uh, incorporating the Indigenous uh, culture into into the games and acknowledging acknowledging them. In fact, Emma Carney, the captain of North Melbourne, took a knee at one of the um, at the preliminary mm -hmm. final, uh, and it was because we've experienced Aboriginal deaths in custody. Uh, she took a knee to to acknowledge that 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 was going on in our country. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's there's that's one been one of the beautiful things I think of the AFLW season is. Uh, you know, we've had a full Indigenous round this year for the first time, mm -hmm. and we've had a full Pride round as well in the in the in the season. So uh, it's it's very much being incorporated into the lifeblood and culture of of the AFL. But I've got some news. I don't know if you've heard this, Donny, mm -hmm. uh, but your team, the Sydney Swans, and my team, the Hawthorne Football Club, currently don't have AFLW licences. Mm -hmm. Now I can't say that we're definitely that we're getting them, but I do know the AFL Commission is meeting on the first of May mm -hmm. to decide whether we get our licences. So I don't know about you, but every year I go through a little bit of pain at the start of the season that my hawks aren't running out and part of the fixture. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the tragic things that's happened is in the past with us is, I mean, the Hawthorne Football Club won the state premiership, the VFLW mm -hmm. premiership, yep. and eight of our players got recruited into the AFL, into AFLW teams, particularly St Kilda. And um, now we, we sort of have to start again every we, we rise up enough good players that they get recruited. But um, without us having a licence, we don't, we mm. don't have um, the ability to keep good players. So hopefully we have some good news after the 1st of May for your team and my team, I know the Sydney Swans have been very good at um, developing women's, the women's team and are very keen to get a licence. I know that the Hawthorne Football Club are as well. Mm -hmm. And Essendon, who are another team. Port Adelaide, Port, I'm not so Port sure about. Port the other one. Yeah, Port, I knew Port was the other one. As, as actually, yeah, so there's four teams at the moment that don't yeah. have an AFLW licence. Yeah, Hawks, I actually, Swans, Port and Bombers. Yeah, I had a, I had a discussion during one of, one of my episodes earlier in the year um, who, who was a Port fan who I interviewed. And I asked her, I said, I said, uh, be honest with me. I said, um, I said, yeah, I know you're a massive Port fan. I said, both you and I do not have an AFLW fan, but we watch AFLW. I said, would you rather have Port bring in a team and go through a few years of pain of, of losing games? Because again, it, it takes a little bit to get the expansion clubs, um, the talent in, the draft picks, all that. Or would you rather wait three or four years to where more Oz kick girls are coming through, more girls that have played it since birth basically um more girls playing it to where the talent pool is deeper so so i so i since we since you brought it up and I, i'd love to hear yours um and i think i kind of know the answer um are you is this something that you'd be okay with maybe going through some tough couple of seasons or would you rather oh, wait a few years and let the talent grow up no i think i'd rather get in there as quickly as possible because as i said we keep we keep losing good players and good coaches. You know, we had Patty. We had Patty Hill, who mm -hmm. um, coached us to a, a state premiership. He he's been recruited to the Saints. Uh, we you know we've had um, several players that have gone to um, various clubs, even Ge you know, Geelong and St Kilda. 
we can't we just can't retain the talent and build anything significant until we're part of the aflw and i think i'd rather us get in there get some experience uh you know you look at the tigers they had a tough year last year but they won three games this season mm-hmm. and they you know they're able to build on that so i'd rather i'd rather be experiencing that than sitting around waiting until we got better i don't think it's possible in fact yeah so I- I think with all the young talent coming through and so many of the youth, youth women's and youth girls teams growing at such a rapid rate, I, I, it will not shock me if those licenses come here very, very soon. I know I've been keeping an eye on the Swans have been putting out videos of the under 17s and the under 19s uh, played a couple of scratch matches against the, the GWS Academy. And I think the under 19s actually went down and played the Geelong Falcons. I think it was. Um, and actually won. In fact, actually, I don't know. Did you hear that the the um, the girls actually helped lead the change in the Sydney Swans song on a permanent basis? Oh, ah, right. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they actually they they um, if you listen to it now, um, the they changed the words um, for both the men and the women. It's not just it's not just for the girls. They changed it to I know the original one was um, her. It's. I don't want to sing the entire song. But, um, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna sing for us, Donnie. <laughs> I, I, I wish I I, I wish uh, I prefer not to. But basically, uh, her loyal sons are marching on. They changed it to our loyal swans are marching on. Ah, nice and one. I think if if you listen to it now, it, it, it's it's a full on change. So so if the next time you hear Sydney sing the Sydney song, listen for that little bit of difference. Is that now even the men sing our and loyal swans, not sons. So that, that was officially changed. Wow. Well, they, cause, um, I think the Bulldogs did the same thing because their team song was Sons of the West. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe they've changed it to something else. I'm not sure exactly what the wording is now, but um, just to make their, their um, team songs more inclusive. I have to mm-hmm. say the Sydney Swans, are, as much as I hate them on the field, off the field, <laughs> <laughs> off the field, um, are just a fantastic club when it comes to inclusion and uh and that sort of thing they've really actually been leaders in that space so uh well done on that yeah i i, I need to eventually i'm going to get a rainbow swans jersey it, it's just it's mm. it's paying for the shipping is always the fun part over here <laughs> but I, I will i will eventually get it for sure and i think that is going to do it for our conversation today fee it is always awesome to talk footy with you and i i never want to end an episode without giving you a shot to plug again your podcast the chicks <laughs> talking footy podcast it's one of my favorite footy shows i look forward to it every week you have Yay. an incredible bunch of ladies to talk with one of these days we got to get back doll on this show because she we was do. one of the reasons that i I got on to your show. She's I caught hilarious. her. I caught her on the Junk Time podcast, and she talked about your podcast. I'm like, I gotta find this, and I have <laughs> not. I have not regretted that particular listen. So, if you want, why don't you tell the fans here a little bit about the the Chicks Talking Footy podcast? Uh, so, yes, we're a bunch of uh, well, we're an all female footy podcast. So when we when we launched, that was certainly a unique thing because probably like sports media everywhere, it's very male dominated. And we thought we're all we're all women that love footy. Uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, but we're not represented necessarily. So, uh, and it, the, the year we launched our show was quite fortuitous too, because it was the year that the AFLW was announced. And then it was also the first year of the AFL Pride game, which we were um, part of the live broadcast for at the ground. So we love talking footy. We also love dissecting uh, some of the, the football issues of the week and, uh, you know, and also giving a voice to perhaps people that uh, in the football community that normally wouldn't be, normally wouldn't be heard. So uh, whether it's women or Indigenous players or, uh, you know, transgender players, we love to give a voice to, to, to different people that have perhaps, um, yeah, not traditionally been part of the main, the main thing. Although I have to say the football world has come leaps and bounds just even in the last five years. So that's our show. We're on, uh, we are on live on, on radio, but if you're in America, I imagine you don't want to get up at, um, at the hour that you would need to, to listen to us each week. So we do also podcast the show. So if you uh, you can listen to that on on uh, Apple Podcasts or joy.org.au backslash chicks talking footy. So there's uh, and we're on all of the podcast channels, Spotify, etc., cetera, mm. etc. Cetera. So yeah, catch up with us every week. We we have a bit of fun. We can be serious and we can have lots of fun as well. It, it is definitely worth a fun and, 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 and a very eclectic group of, of ladies on that show, I have to say. And I know <laughs> you are. just, and I, did I see right, you just added a new member? I think it's Sasha. We have. Yeah, so we've got, uh, well, Maddie's actually um, hanging up the boots this, this uh, at the end of the women's season. And uh, so that's very sad for us. She's been with us from the start, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure she'll be there every now and then. Uh, but yeah, we've got a new new team player Sasha she actually plays for a women's team at the Brunswick Renegades which is a local uh, football club at, you know in Melbourne and um, so she's actually someone that actually plays football not just talks about it and uh, she's been a great addition to the to the show so yeah we're, we're currently recruiting looking for extra new blood for the for the, the Chick Stocking Footy Academy <laughs> and um, yeah so you know that, I think it'd be good to have some fresh air in the team because it's actually a long season now it's kind of we have to start talking about women's football end of january and then it goes right through now with the men's season to the beginning of october so it's a marathon you know to produce a show every week during that entire time so we're trying to spread the load a little bit just to to make sure we we still stay on and no one's burning out yeah, I, I I loved her episode with Breeza that I heard I heard her first episode when she was with Breeza and that was that was an awesome episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, yeah, I, she's great. I, I cannot wait every week. Um I, I think I think that'll that will do it for us today. Again, Fee, thank you again so much. You you're an awesome uh, awesome guest. I will definitely make sure to have you on. Maybe maybe we'll catch you another time really soon. I know you and I will probably go back and forth when our when our beloved hawks and swans go at each other <laughs> yeah. in the AFL. AFL, I, I cannot wait for that game. Um, I'm for we'll sure, do a, it, we'll do a show together when that game happens. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be playful banter. It'll be so much fun. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. I'm 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 not a big trash talker. I I just right. I I enjoy I enjoy the footy. Um, I res- I respect the Hawthorne Hawks so much. I love Alistair Clarkson. I'd love to be able to sit and just chat footy with him. I think that would be an incredible thing to do and i know this season is is not going to be easy but i I think he'll he'll find a way to help you guys out this year for sure um so so we will definitely keep 
tabs with each other. You have a wonderful day down there in Melbourne. And uh, fourth Thanks, and long fans, this has been another episode of Donnie's Disposals. You have yourself a wonderful evening.